You're listening to another life-transforming message from Awakened Church with campuses in San Diego and Salt Lake City. To find out more about us, go to awakenedchurch.com. Stay with me in your Bibles to the book of Matthew 21, the book of Matthew 21. Yeah, Matthew 21. We're going to read from verse 18. Matthew 21, verse 18. I've only got a few minutes, and uh, I want to make sure that I kind of get through some of my points so that we can uh, just allow the Holy Spirit to do what He wants to do uh, in your life. So Matthew 28, 18 to 22 goes like this. It says, Now in the morning as He returned to the city, He was hungry. Speaking about Jesus, He was hungry. And seeing a fig tree by the road, He came to it and found nothing on it but leaves. And He said to it, Let no one... Or let no fruit grow on you ever again. Immediately, the fig tree withered away. When the disciples saw it, they marveled, saying, How did the fig tree wither away so soon? Jesus answered and said to them, Assuredly, I say to you, if you have faith and do not doubt, you will not only do what was done to the fig tree, but also if you say to this mountain, Be removed and be cast into the sea, it will be done. Whatever things you ask in prayer, believing, you will receive. You will receive. Amen. How many people know that we're called to be believers? We're called to be believers and we're called to be prayers. And when you combine prayer, praying and believing, powerful things happen. Praying without believing, not as effective. Believing without praying, not as effective. But when you put praying and believing together, great things happen. Great things happen. The title of my message tonight is Feeder. Feeder. We're, we're in a relationship series. Th- this story uh, used to really perplex me. It used to really irk me when I was a brand new Christian. Because in, in the Gospel of Mark, it says that when Jesus comes upon the tree, he sees leaves but no figs because it wasn't the season for figs. And so he said, let no one ever eat fruit from you again. And the next day they come past and Peter says, Lord, the fig tree, look, the one that you cursed is dead. And then Jesus gives the same spiel. So I used to think, OMG, whatever you do, don't go near Jesus when he's hangry. Because he's liable to zap you when he's hangry. But it's interesting because the next day, The next day, it says, when they came past the fig tree and they pointed it out and Jesus had eaten, it wasn't like he's like, oh, man, guys, you're right. I was just a little, I was hangry. So why, why would he curse the fig tree? He did it so that it would be in our, in our Bibles. But the reason that he cursed the fig tree is because the fig tree is a picture of a violation in progress. And Jesus did this to underscore to you and I a powerful truth that is going to be a game changer in every sphere of your life. This will change everything. The, the, The fig tree was in violation of a law of God. Point number one. It's called the law of reciprocity. The law of reciprocity. The law of reciprocity 
is, is a law that is, that is in the universe. I'm not sure if you realize this, but um, plants need soil. But the soil that doesn't have a plant in it is vulnerable and susceptible to erosion. The winds, the rain, the storms will wash away. But if that soil is surrounded by a plant and the strength of a plant and the, that, that soil remains firm because in the same way grass needs the soil, but when grass dies in the regeneration process, it puts rich nitrates back into the soil that, that causes the soil. There's this, there's this beautiful synergy that happens between the soil and plant life. There's a synergy that happens. It's a law of reciprocity means to reciprocate between the ocean. The ocean gives up billions of gallons of water every year through evaporation. If the ocean withheld, we would all die. But the ocean willingly gives up through evaporation billions of gallons of water that goes up into the atmosphere. It forms clouds. Those clouds rise. And as they go over the mountains, as the clouds rise, precipitation happens and rain falls on the top of our mountains and it goes into the streams and it flows from the streams into brooks and into rivers, creeks, and then it flows back into the ocean. But because the ocean gives it in the first place, the little animals and the little critters and all life benefits because the ocean gives. Now, it gives, but it gets it back. It receives, but it's in a cycle. If the ocean withheld, we would all die. But because the ocean gives, everything comes back. Human beings, we breathe in oxygen and we breathe out carbon dioxide. Trees breathe in carbon dioxide and breathe out and provide oxygen. God has created laws of reciprocity. Jesus comes up to this fig tree and the fig tree has leaves. What kind of leaves does a fig tree have? He's a smart man. You married a smart man, Ashley. It has fig leaves. Hmm. Jesus sees a tree with fig leaves when it's not really the season for it to have any life on it. So it's got fig leaves, but it's got no fruit. And he's like, the last time I saw fig tree, fig leaves, was in Genesis when Adam and Eve took fruit from a tree they weren't meant to and death came in. You are here boasting again that you've got life, but you ain't got no life. Let no one ever eat from you again. You are, uh, you, are in, you are taking from the ground. You are taking from the nutrients of the soil, and you're only putting out leaves. I can't eat your leaves. I need figs. You're a fig tree. You're meant to be giving fruit. Oh, you're happy to take from the soil. You're happy to receive from the soil, but you ain't putting on anything out on your branches. You ain't putting anything out there that people can feed on. You're happy to receive, but you're not happy to give. It's called the law of reciprocity. The law of reciprocity. Everything in this world that violates this law is doomed. When we fail to feed what is feeding us, whatever it is, is cursed. If you, many years ago, uh, I won't mention which one of my kids, but they, they wanted a pet goldfish. And then when we got there, they wanted two because I couldn't decide which one they wanted. There was a little black one and there was a little red one or an orange one. 
So we bought, we just thought, well, they probably could do with company. Well, we went away for a few days. You can see where this is going. We went away for a few days and I come back and I'm like, the water's murky. And why is that kids didn't bother to feed devour one another? The feed. If you fail, 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 if you fail to feed what is feeding you, it's, it's a cursed relationship. It's a relationship that is doomed. One of the great tragedies is, I, I think, the hyper-faith movement where, where we, have a, we have a list, we, we, we get our, our, our little list. And on our list is, you know, here's my list of, of, you know, what I want God to provide for me. I want her to be five foot two and I want her to be 127 pounds. And I want to, actually, whose list is this? <laughs> anyway, and, uh, but we, we, we have a list of things that we want God to give us because we love getting. But the key is to actually, why don't you make a list of things that God has called you to be? Because Jesus didn't see no figs on that tree and it was doomed, it was cursed. If there was figs on there, he would have blessed that tree. You, you, you would be far better off. The Bible says he who finds a wife, not he who finds a girl, not he who finds a spouse, not he who finds a fiance, not he who finds a hot cheeky babe, not he who finds a filly. It says, he who finds a wife, which means for him to find a wife, he is already in husband mode. He is already in husband mode. You, you, you would do much better at finding your, if you were already in that mode. The second one is uh, in season and out of season. Point number two is in season and out of season. It wasn't the season for figs. It wasn't the, the season for figs. And yet Jesus still cursed it because he's like, hey, there are going to be times where it's not convenient. There are going to be times where you don't feel like it. Jesus on the cross probably didn't feel like, but he stayed on that cross because he, he, he knew it didn't matter how he felt. So many relationships fall apart because... Well, you don't understand the season that I was going through. That, that, that's why wedding vows, we make wedding vows that say for richer, for poorer, in sickness and in health, for better or worse, because we're saying, hey, my love for you will transcend seasons. Because everybody loves spring, everybody loves summer, not too many people love winter, not too many people love fall, but, 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 but the love of God is a love that supersedes seasons. And God is saying, I want you to operate in a law that supersedes seasons. I remember reading the story of, of a man who every day would go into the nursing home and there he would feed this woman. And the woman was his wife. On this one particular day the nurses came to him and they said we know we know that you know this was your bride of many years but she's in the advanced stages of severe Alzheimer's she can barely swallow she can barely eat the food dribbles down on her garments she doesn't recognize you and yet every day you come in 
we talk about you in our staff room and we just think that you ought to let go. She's just a vegetable, really. You should move on with your life. And he just dropped his head and tears came on his cheeks. And they said, you, you understand, like, when you walk in, she has no idea who you are. You should move on with your life. And he looked up and he said, you're right. She has no idea who I am. He says, but I know who she is. And so I'll be back here to feed her again tomorrow because I know who she is. In season, out of season. In season, out of season. Number three, because I want to pray. I'm getting through it. Number three. Number three is be a feeder. Be a feeder. If you, if you said, hey, what, what, what is the, the greatest way for me to have the very, very best marriage, the very best relationships on this planet, I would say be a feeder. Be a feeder. If you ever go to Israel, Israel, Israel is, is God's preaching peace. Israel preaches. When you go to Israel, there are two C's. There are two C's in Israel. What are they, Pastor Summer? The Sea of, sea of Galilee and the, and the Dead Sea. See, she's so smart. I knew if I asked Summer, she'd know. I'd forgotten, so I asked Summer. What's interesting is we were, we were on the Sea of Galilee, and the Sea of Galilee is literally teeming with life. We're on the Sea of Galilee. There's fishing boats everywhere. There's a fishing in industry everywhere. The restaurants, you go into the restaurants, they have fresh tilapia caught that day. Caught that day, just hours before you sat down, they caught. It is filled with fish. Then you drive, I don't know, what is it, an hour south, and you hit the Dead Sea. The Dead Sea has no life in it. There is nothing living in the Dead Sea. Interesting, Israel has two seas. What is the difference between the two seas? One has life, the other one has death. It's God's illustration that the Sea of Galilee doesn't just receive from the Jordan, but she also gives. She has an inflow, but she also has an outflow. She is, she is abiding by God's law of reciprocity. It's not just all get, get, get. She gets, but she also gives. And because she gets and because she gives, life is in that place, but not the Dead Sea. The Dead Sea is just happy to receive. It's just always getting. It just get, get, get. It has no outlet. It doesn't give to anything and it becomes a dead swamp. If you said, what's the great greatest way for me to ruin my life, for me to ruin my marriage, for me to ruin my relationships is very, very simple. Just put all your focus on get. What am I getting? Well, I'm not getting what I need. I'm just not getting what I want. I'm just not getting. If you just live your life the hot, but if you can flip that thing around and understand there is a law called the law of reciprocity, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. God is a giving God. Love gives. Love gives. And so the law of reciprocity says that if you want to flourish, if you want to have life, become a giver. Now, here's the crazy thing. I remember in the early years of being married, I didn't understand any of this. So Leanne and I would fight. And then as we would fight, we, we would say, well, you, well, you're not meeting my needs. And she goes, yeah, well, you're not meeting. And so we would have this like this standoff. And I didn't know what to do. 
Pastor Kenny. So, so I did what every stupid Bible college graduate does. I went and I got the Bible and I turned to Proverbs 31. Yeah, yeah, Ash, why are you so surprised? Stop it. I feel convicted now. You feel like I'm disqualified for being up here. And so I would get, I would get Proverbs 31 and I'd leave it open on the kitchen table. And then walk away. Yeah, I need a shock color, exactly. And Proverbs 31 was my shock color. True story, I was hoping that, that would zap her. And so, you know, we'd be, she'd carry on the argument again. And I'm saying, well, why don't you just read the Bible? It's open on the kitchen table. And, so, and the first few times I did it, she'd kind of go, oh, yeah, all right. I go, what's it open to? You may want to read that. It might have some application. Oh, it's Proverbs 31. Yeah, you see that woman? She's up here. See the differential between, see her attitude? Says her husband safely trusts her. Right now, I wouldn't trust you with a spoon. (laughs) I'll cut his heart out with a spoon. Why a spoon? Because it'll hurt more. But as we, as we kind of traverse in our marriage, that didn't work. That didn't work. It never worked. Not once did it work, Colby. Not once did it work. And then I'm reading in the Bible. And usually when you want someone else to read the Bible and obey it, it's actually probably better for you to read and obey it. And then I read in Ephesians 5, where it says, Husbands, love your wives. And I'm trying to skip through that part to get to the submission part. (laughs) Yeah, I understand that. But where's the submission part? (laughs) Husbands, love your wives as Christ loved the church. Okay, yeah, come on, speed it up. (laughs) Washing her in the water of the word of God. And then God says, you have been misapplying the word to your bride. You've been using the word to point to shame, guilt, condemnation. He goes, that's not the application. The application is for you to take the word and wash her. Now you only wash to cleanse. And he's like... She has insecurities, inhibitions, and faults. And I've given you the word not to point them out and condemn her. I trusted you with my daughter. I gave you the word to wash, to cleanse, to build up. He said, what's the first thing Adam did when I gave him Eve? And I'm like, Lord, that's a little bit. And he's like, oh, dear. He's like, no, 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 what, read your Bible. I'm like, oh, shoot. Um, and the first thing, Adam, why are you looking at me like that? The first thing Adam did with Eve was prophesy. When Adam woke up and God says, here is your bride, Adam looks and he says, flesh of my flesh, bone of my bone. 
she shall be called womb man, for she was taken out of man. Later that evening, he called her name Eve, which in Hebrew means life giver. The first thing that Adam does is he prophesies over his bride. She becomes what he calls her. And God said to me, Yerkes, you are so jacked up. You are using the word to condemn. You are, using, you, you are just here to receive. You're not here to reciprocate. He said, if you will sow, somebody's got to go first. If you will sow, if you will bless. Then someone wrote that stupid book called The Five Love Languages. What an evil book. I was flat out just trying to find one love language. And then someone writes a book out that there are five love languages. Quality time, acts of service, gifts, uh, whatever, words of affirmation and touch, physical touch. And, and then I find out, well, you know, I'm thinking, okay, well, I wonder which one my, wi my wife says. So after months of trying to figure it out, because it seemed like every week it changed, <laughs> I sat down with her and I said, babe, you're just making this too hard. I'm going to read them out and I want you to tell me because I'm acluistic. Is it words of affirmation? Is it quality time? Is it acts of service? Is it the receiving of gifts? Is it physical time? Which one is it? And she says, all of them. I'm like, no, 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 no. I meant to find. And she goes, no, no, no. It's all of them. And I'm not telling you. It's up to you to figure it out but I will let you know when you got it wrong. <laughs> now, I've got to tell you, Leanne will tell you this, that it's very, very simple with men. Out of the five, we really only have two. Words of affirmation and physical touch. Leanne says, tell him he's awesome and touch him. And I'm like, there are others? <laughs> Jesus cursed the fig tree because it had, it was taking, but it wasn't feeding. It was taking, but it wasn't giving. Any relationship that only takes and doesn't is cursed. It's doomed. It's already got a death sentence over it. In our relationships, for God so loved the world, the world at that time was, was separated from him. We were in sin. We were in rebellion. We were far from God. But God was the one that knew the law of reciprocity. He knew that somebody had to go first, so he didn't wait for us. So while we were yet sinners, Christ came and died for us. For God so loved the world, he gave. God is a life-giving God. God is continually giving. Somebody's got to go first. Somebody's got to break the ice. And one of the most, the most powerful acts of giving is forgiving. One of the most powerful acts in any relationship is forgiving to forgive people will hurt you people will let you down when people hurt us and let us down we have two options the first option is we can close our heart we can say i'm never going to trust again i'm never going to be vulnerable again those people did this and i'm going to hold bitterness and i'm going to hold them but that's a miserable life so many people that develop arthritis in their later years you can trace it all the way back to unforgiveness 
had the sweetest lady in our church in New Zealand. And she was so touched, got saved, and she became my, my head of all my ushers. And she looked after all of our ushers and Sunday service. She was the most faithful person. But in the winter, she would wear these gloves because her hands were, were like this. And this one winter, she could barely, she could barely kind of put the, the envelopes in the back of the chairs. And I said, is everything okay? And she says, oh, you know, I've got, I've got arthritis and it's just getting worse and worse by the year. And the Holy Spirit said, pray for her. And I said, oh, I'll pray for your arthritis. And I'm praying for arthritis. And the Holy Spirit says, she's got deep, deep bitterness. And I said, oh, sweetheart, God has showed me you got deep, deep bitterness. She starts crying. She says, yeah, because a little over 10 years ago, my husband left me for a younger woman. And she goes, and I hate him. I hate him because he just abandoned me. He drained all the money out of the bank accounts and he just left me. And I said, darling, you got to forgive him. She says, no, I don't want to forgive him. No. I said, sweetie, I said, it's not affecting him, but it is affecting you. She goes, but you don't understand. I said, I know I don't understand. I said, but here's something powerful that happens when you forgive. When you forgive, you become free and you hand him over to God. And if he doesn't get it right with him, he's going to be in a lot of doo-doo. I said, but darling, it's negatively affecting you. So she broke down and we prayed. I led her through a prayer where she forgave her husband. The following Sunday, she comes in, she's got no gloves on. And instead of her hands kind of being like this, her hands, she goes, Pastor, look, look, look at my finger. She says, all the pain's left. I've had a week without pain. I had a... The next week, the next week, the next week, she got completely healed of the arthritis. One of the most powerful acts of giving is forgiving. How do I have a great relationship? Be a feeder. Understand the law of reciprocity. Jesus didn't curse the fig tree because he was hangry. Jesus was underlining a violation. He was trying to get our, our attention. Hey guys, see this fig tree? It's taking nutrient, nutrients. It's happy to receive. It's happy to get. It's just not giving. It's in violation. Anything that's in violation of that law is doomed to die. If you don't look after your health, if you don't look after your car, if you don't look after your home, if you don't look after whatever you don't feed, whatever you don't look after is doomed to die. If you have, the Bible says, he who has friends must himself be friendly. If you're not friendly, if you're not, you find relationships become a feeder, become a feeder. Amen. Amen. Ministry. I've got 30 seconds left. I want you just to, just to close your eyes. If one of those points, two of those points, or if you're like me, if all three points ministered to you and you needed to hear those points tonight, how many times I'm putting a message together, together, and as I'm writing the message, I'm like, oh, convicted. Oh, sugar. Got to change there. Oh, need to. Don't ever think that us ministers and, and preachers don't need what we're preaching. Quite often we're the first people to hear. 
we're the first people to need it. If that was a word for you tonight, whether it was one point, two points, or all three points, just stand to your feet. Let the Holy Spirit fall on you tonight. Let the Holy Spirit touch you afresh tonight. I'd love to tell you that in the relationship with Leanne and I, I'm seven years older than Leanne. I know you're surprised. But I've got to tell you, too often, she's been much more mature. There were times where I was an absolute knucklehead. And she would shower me with kindness. And I knew that I was a jerk, completely undeserving. Leanne understands the law of reciprocity when she would do that I knew that I needed to apologize I needed to repent repent is not just saying you're sorry repent is changing the way you think changing your behavior maybe there are some people here and you need to forgive you need to forgive I was talking to somebody today who's in the marketplace and they run these seminars and they're wonderful seminars. And the seminars are all about vision. The seminars are all about goal setting and the seminars are all about conquering mountains and taking territory. And it's all really great. I said, you know, I can set out, Scott, and I can say I'm going to climb this mountain I've got a vision and I've got my goals but if in my backpack I can have the right vision I can write strategy but unless I one thing I do forgetting that which is in and the thing and the things that so 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 easy and the things that so easily 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 entangle, ensnare, beset us. Let us cast off those things. Fix our eyes on Jesus, the author and the finisher. I found that sometimes very, very hard for you to take that hill, conquer that mountain, have the best relationship, have the best marriage when we're still bogged down by the rocks of bitterness and unforgiveness and resentment in a vows that we made I will never trust again I'm never going to you got to let those things go they're robbing from you they're keeping you from the summit they're keeping you from taking territory Father I thank you lift your hands Father I thank you for these beautiful people tonight and I thank you for the presence of the Holy Spirit and I, I, I do see I see I, I just saw a picture of these beautiful doves Doves, plural, flying. And God said it's people being set free as they forgive, 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 as they forgive. Jesus says, Father, forgive them. They don't know what they do. God's looking down saying, yes, they do. They, they just nailed you to a cross. They knew what they were doing. Now they're gambling for your clothes. Jesus is like, Father, no, no, forgive them. They, they don't really see the big picture. If they saw the big picture, maybe they wouldn't act like this. Forgive, 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 forgive. If you know that things need to shift, 
I can't tell you how many stall mates Leanne and I had, how many times we, 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 we came to. I'm not moving, she's not moving. Because I'm waiting to get my needs met. And until I get my needs met, I ain't gonna meet one more of your. But the law of reciprocity. Give, for God to love the world, he gave. Become a feeder. Become a feeder. Be the first to go first. Be the first to give. Be the first to forgive. Be the first to be kind. Be the first to give words of affirmation. Be the first to buy a gift. Be the first to write a note. Be the first to empty the dishwasher. Be the first to vacuum the floor. Be the first to cook a meal. Be the first to say, honey, you're not cooking tonight. We're going out tonight. Be the first. Be the first. Be the first. Be the first. Everything changes when you become a feeder. This world, this world is all about you getting, all about you getting, all about you getting. Pornography will train you. It's all about what you can get, what you can get, what you can get. But love isn't about getting. Love is all about giving. And where love is, everything thrives, everything flourishes. Father, I thank you for breakthrough tonight. I thank you for a shift tonight. I thank you that tonight everything changes. Forgive us, Lord God, if we've been in violation of the law of reciprocity. Help us tonight, Lord God, to be givers. Why don't we all say these words out loud? Say, Heavenly Father, I want to thank you tonight for your word. Holy Spirit, help me to be a feeder in season and out of season to understand the law of reciprocity. I am blessed to be a blessing. And like I heard from Joseph tonight, sometimes I got to give because I need the blessing. Sometimes I got to go first because I need the breakthrough in my own life. I thank you that you went first and gave Jesus. Lord Jesus, I receive you into my heart afresh. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for listening. To find out more about our locations, team, and what we do here at Awakened Church, go to awakenedchurch.com.